Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, we're here again, and uh, it's an exciting show. Lots coming up. Yes, oh my God, so much to talk about. I mean, the news cycle is not stopping, and honey, that means Let's Go There is not stopping either. That is true. Because we got a lot to lot. To discuss. So, jeez, uh, Louise. Yes, it's so crazy because I, is it bad that my diet is like Starbucks right now? And this is not sponsored because I literally. I hope not, because I would have been like, "What? Well, why'd you get a Starbucks deal?" And I'm the new coffee drinker. <laughs> You got to catch up. But, you know, like I went through the drive through this morning and I basically ordered my entire days of food, which is somewhat sad. Like I wouldn't recommend it. It's probably not Why the healthiest. Why not just pack your lunch? Because I haven't had time to go to a grocery store. Like literally having even 15 to 30 minutes just to go. I mean, I guess I could have gone late last night you know, or early this morning. But There's something about that. It, just because I know you, I, I you know, I, I know you are, you, you are busy. But then also I feel like you could also probably do a better job at like planning out probably like by minute by days by like you know kind of like you know what I plan done. and I don't know about you I've watched this, you plan so, to do something and then the it like goes over because you're like still on that phone call for Sweet. like seven minutes you know are you one of those people that you plan everything out work wise but your personal life you're like for some reason you don't put that attention to does that happen to you sometimes where you're like prioritizing Girl, all the work just stuff just say you're a mess and call it a day <laughs> Like that is that simple. Just uh, have you ever been a mess? Been, so here's just the say thing. you're a mess. I don't feel like I'm a mess, girl. But I that's delusion. But I, <laughs> if it works, hey, it gets me through the day, Ryan. Okay. Um, so I I actually have packed up my lunch recently, and I've been getting everything ready and all that. I've had good weeks and I have bad weeks. So today's one of those days. Yeah. This week is one of those weeks. So just be delusional. Yep, that's our tip of the day. <laughs> um, coming out of the show today, how a popular sleep aid may be putting you at risk. Okay, watch out for that. Dr. James Simmons is with us for that at 3.20 p.m. Pacific, 6.20 p.m. Eastern. And a shocking jobs report has us asking if we are really out of the woods with regards to Omicron. Uh, but up first, the name on everybody's lifts, list <laughs> or lips is Whoopi. And we discuss the sho- uh, shocking suspension in 10 minutes. Lots happening. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour, though. The governing body for competitive swimming in the U.S. issued a new policy on Tuesday regarding transgender athletes wanting to compete in elite events. They said effective immediately, USA Swimming said a three-person panel 
of independent medical experts will now decide whether, quote, prior physical development of the athlete as a male will give an unfair advantage over cisgender females. The panel will also check that testosterone levels have been less than five nanomoles per liter for at least 36 months prior. So this is continuing to evolve, uh, obviously, and we'll be continuing to report it here. And finally, CNN President Jeff Zucker announced this was sudden. He's stepping down over a romantic relationship with his closest colleague, much to the shock and dismay of many colleagues. They said as part of the investigation into Chris Cuomo's tenure at CNN, he said, I was asked about a consensual relationship with my colleague, someone I've worked with for more than 20 years. I acknowledge the relationship evolved in recent years. I was required to disclose it when I began, but I didn't. I was wrong. Meanwhile, that colleague is still there and has a lot of people asking, well, why does she get to stay here if he stepped down? More drama in the media. But that was uh, what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh, my gosh. So do y'all remember the, all that old drama surrounding the country band Lady A, formerly known as Lady Antebellum, and the singer, the blues singer Lady A, who was fighting for ownership of her name? Well, it's settled, apparently. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Back in 2020, um, if you don't know this story, Lady Annabellum changed its name to Lady A due to its racial overtones. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, um, they kept sticking their foot in it um, because they didn't realize that there was already a blues musician named Lady A. Her name is Anita White, um, performing with the name. She's a black woman. Uh, and then a whole back and forth ensued before the case eventually ended up in court. Well, now the case is settled. In paperwork viewed by the publication Spin, Lady A and um, the Lady A, the singer, (laughs) filed a joint request in U.S. District Court in Tennessee for the case to be dismissed. The terms of the settlement between the band and the singer were not disclosed. So, I mean, it seems like everything's all good in the hood, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure if, you know, Lady A the Blues singer got paid out or not. Um, Because in July 2020, Lady A the band sued uh, Lady A the singer after claiming that she had asked for $10 million to give up her performing name. Uh, and she countersued the band in September of the year for trademark infringement. So this is like a whole thing. I Hopefully they got it settled. Hopefully she got some coin um, because it seems like Lady A the band is still going to be Lady A the band. Wow. A lot of, yeah, you were y'all th- following? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, something must have happened. Yeah, something must have happened, but it's all the details are in private until Lady A, the singer, decides to talk about Which it. Which is just the irony of them changing the name because of racial overtones and then taking the name of a black, uh, black musician. Yeah. 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 The irony. Well, that's your T Report. We got more coming up next hour. Um, but up next, what's there? Uh, Whoopi has been suspended over her Holocaust comments, and the backlash is fierce. We Woo! break it down after this. Whoopi Goldberg continues to be in hot water after making these comments about the Holocaust on The View. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe it is. No, it's Jews about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. Well, after that, a lot of people had a lot to say. Oh, of course they did. They didn't think it was right, uh, and... People felt like it was insulting. It was discriminatory. She apologized for having falsely declared on the show that the Holocaust was not about race. And then she went on Colbert, where she continued to 
kind of apologized, but people felt like it didn't really seem like she got why her statement was wrong and offensive to some people. And she has since, and we talked about it on the show yesterday, and then right after the show, ABC News president Kim Godwin just um, basically put her on uh, a, a leave and suspended, her suspended described Goldberg's comments about the Holocaust, which were made on The View, wrong and hurtful, saying while well, she apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, friends, family and communities. And so a lot of people have different things to say about the continuation of this, too, and how this has landed. Well, I guess before we get into our discussion, here is what her apology was, because Whoopi not only apologized, but she also had um, someone on uh, from the Anti-Defamation League Mm -hmm. to actually educate her on why it was problematic. But here's her apology. I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it is indeed about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people as they know and y'all know because I've always done that. So... I thought one, yes, I, I completely agree with a lot of the criticism um, and even ABC's decision um, in in the sense of like kind of, you know, even allowing Whoopi more time to, to, to think about this. I understand the sensitivities. I understand why they're, they're doubling down in the ways that they're doing to making sure that she understands the severity of this. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, I think if we're going to have a conversation about accountability mm-hmm. um, and we're going to have a conversation about like, you know, saying harmful things and discriminatory things, we got to... Ha- like we gotta be fair, and Megan McCain, who was a a, a polarizing uh, Republican figure that was on the show yeah. for several years at this point, um, she was someone who had always said like very hurtful things. I mean, here's actually one of those times where she actually said she didn't care that Trump and other races were calling Corona the China virus. If people start focusing on what is he call, calling it the Chinese virus versus the coronavirus, look, do I think he should be calling it the Chinese virus? No. But I think it's a losing argument uh, for the left to make. I agree with you that I think if the left wants to focus on PC labeling this virus, it is a great way to get Trump reelected. I don't have a problem with people calling it whatever they want. It's a deadly virus that did originate in Wuhan. I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> so that's also similar saying like um, this this is basically racist, right? This statement connecting the virus to China. Well, but then, because you know, that she could say that, that's basically what she's doing. And what Whoopi yeah. did was similar, but she, Megan didn't get anything done to no, her. No, but the difference here, I think in my thought process and bringing this up, yeah. um, because... Megan apologized, right? She apologized for saying that and and, and, um, and didn't even actually like bring on anyone to like educate herself further, right? It was one of those things where ABC didn't have mm. her have to ed- educate herself, especially when we we know that it was rising and it's still rising. Um, that there was all this anti-Asian violence, all this anti-Asian racism that was going on, um, and it was—it's really shocking in the facts that she, she was allowed to like say everything that she was able to do, just simply apologize, and that was it. Yeah, and then that's true. she actually wrote an article um, today that came out. 
<laughs> um, where she basically tried to eviscerate Whoopi Goldberg and say that there was a double standard when it came to like conservatives. And it's just like, let's be real here. We can't do that. Like you, she shouldn't even have said anything because she stuck her foot in it so much. And I think Whoopi genuinely apologized. And the fact that we're going through this continues to really, in my opinion, I often feel like black people are often used as the example, if we mm. want to be honest. I don't know if that's going to get me in trouble, but no, I, think I think it's think important your, to say that. That is important. We've seen we've seen it happen mm. in a lot of examples. And like I said, I agree with the the things that they did in the, in the sense of the steps they took and the criticism Whoopi is facing. Oh, totally. But I also think if we're going to talk about accountability and, and, and making sure people understand the severity of things, we got to carry that torch for across multiple platforms and multiple we people. We do. And it seems like they, groups. they weren't as serious with Megan. And now they're like, they have these steps. Like, so if this is what they're going to do from now on, if someone has, they maybe have one strike, you know, take a time. I'm off. Yeah. Process, apologize, come back. If you do it again, you're off, right? There could be rules around these things. I do think when it comes to this, intent matters, right? Knowing someone's intention. We know where Megan stands on a lot of things. So her intent is that she is divisive in terms of that. And she hasn't necessarily brought people together around her opinions. We know like... Uh, Whippy hasn't necessarily always been perfect. She's had said None problematic of the things. Of the view have. But yeah, exactly. None Part of, of their have. job is to talk about things that are uncomfortable and learn along the way. You just can't make an example of one person and not make an example following forward and doing it for everyone. But actually, speaking of the other co-host, we are going to have the Daily Beast on because we really want to know how the View family in the ABC world is actually taking Whoopi's suspension because reports are coming out saying they are not that happy. Well, the Daily Beast is going to join us to break it all down call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Okay, so we're going to continue our conversation on the big Whoopi Goldberg suspension mm-hmm. over her comments about the Holocaust. But we want to know how is her family, you know, her view family taking this big suspension? Because we all hear and see the page six post about sources this, sources that. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. We're actually joined by Justin Bergona, media reporter at the Daily Report uh, Beast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going? I have no clue what I just said um, because my <laughs> I just got. I'm very like. Um, I feel like I'm I'm very charged over this mm, yeah. thing because it's 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 so wild, the storm, the media storm that it's created. Um, so, Justin, talk to us a little bit. What are you hearing about how the View co-hosts are responding to this? Were they, you know, upset? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, the majority of the hosts. Uh, uh, on that show are are quite upset uh, and we've heard that they are actually furious or at least some of mm-hmm. them uh, and those hosts are uh, Joy Behar, Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro and Anna is uh, a regular guest host on the show mm-hmm. uh, but Sonny and Joy uh, have been on the show for quite a while uh, so they have a long-standing relationship with Whoopi, and Anna is close to Whoopi as well. So I, I think it's it's more that they feel that this is an unfair mm-hmm. uh, action against Whoopi, uh, that Whoopi had uh, released a statement of apology and then apologized on the air while they also, you know, did a l- lengthy segment on Tuesday uh with Whippy apologizing for those comments on air, but also having the uh, Anti-Defamation League uh, boss on to uh, discuss it at length uh, where they addressed it. And, you know, he discussed, you know, in depth about the anti-Semitic nature of what those comments could lead to. So <clears throat> they felt like a- after all that, then for them to come down with a suspension was just uh, not really uh, fair. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you hearing anything internally for, on the ABC side in terms of uh, the executive team? Because I think that what we talked about is how a lot of networks, it seems like, haven't created a really a model for this. So it is situation by situation. Uh, but mm-hmm. we also talked about how Megan McCain had said a lot of problematic things, w- did apologize, right, but was never given something like this, like where she had to t- take two weeks off or possibly might get fired. Yeah. And now what you, you have to think of here is that uh, the new the ABC News uh, president right now, Kim Godwin, has only has been there less than a year now. Uh, she oh, took over for uh, James Goldston, who uh, many on the show in the past had felt that he had let Meghan McCain get away with quite a bit. You know, okay. uh, gave her gave her quite a bit of latitude. Uh, and what you had had was. Uh, an increasing amount of animosity between Megan and the other hosts, uh, a lot of uh, behind the stage, behind the scenes fighting, a lot of bickering, a lot of running to the press, uh, you know, with anonymous quotes type of thing to talk about how awful each other were. Mm. Uh, and of course, that would bleed over into the uh, into the broadcast, as everyone remembers, uh, that, you know, there'd be pretty much wouldn't a week go by without one of them going you know, without Megan and one of the hosts, usually Joy Behar, but a lot of times Whoopi, uh, going back and forth and it getting kind of ugly. So yeah. um, when Godwin took over, uh, she she pulled them she pulled them all aside uh, for you know 
kind of a uh, come to Jesus. This moment. is how it's going to. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, this is uh, this is how it's going to be. We're not going to have this kind of culture anymore. Mm. Uh, and then, as we all know, Megan left shortly after. Um, oh, and nice. since uh, it's been, you know, what I understand is that the hosts have had, you know, kind of a harmonious relationship on and off screen. You you don't see too much, you know, really yeah. of those sort of viral moments on there where, you know, one is going after the other. I mean, that, that was the thing is this whole Holocaust uh, comment moment was the, you know, kind of a standout uh, in these past few months. Usually it's uh, they all get along, you know, they may have disagreements, but, you know, it doesn't go into personal attacks type of thing. Um, yeah, and even the context for this really wasn't a personal attack. It was just mm-mm. like her, yeah. Whoopi, you know, stepping her foot in it. Yeah. But we're actually chatting with Justin uh, Barragona, um, from a media reporter from The Daily Beast. And I think as we wrap this up here, I just wonder, you know, uh, there have been reports even just as an hour ago of, you know, people saying, well, Whoopi Goldberg was threatening to quit at this point. Do you think Mm -hmm. that is something that we will possibly see? Because I do know that they would, you know, they've kept Whoopi around for so long and and she is a ratings, you know, girl for them. She's a ratings win for them. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder how this kind of shifts their relationship if Whoopi is threatening, as reports are mentioning, to quit. Well, right now, this is a heat of the moment type of thing. So, right. yeah, I, I, there is a report that, you know, through a source uh, that she's livid and has been threatening to quit the coworkers. And, and I don't doubt that. Um, but, you know, that's also within a 24-hour period of when it happens, right? Yeah. And, and, it, and it comes across as sort of an unprecedented move for, for the view. Uh, but we'd have to see how this kind of shakes out. I mean, right now, what you have is there, she's getting a lot of support right now. You know, publicly, you have a lot of like I mean, conservative media folks. Yeah, that, like yeah, Sean Hannity, yeah. like yeah. came out and said that he thought she was being genuine, which was wild to to see him yeah. on her side. Well, yeah. the main thing is, you know, they're they're saying, you know, our whole thing is that nobody should be canceled, right, for what they say. So how can we, you know, say that and then you know support a suspension for somebody saying what mm-hmm. they said yeah. and then you know, apologizing for those comments, mm-hmm. you know, and, but when it actually just comes to the fans of the view, it would be, I don't think that it would sit well at all. Right now they're getting a lot of uh, backlash just for the suspension itself. Yeah. Uh, what you had was like, you know, I think you had ABC news executives uh, that were, you know, that got thought that they, that this was a very upsetting thing. Uh, and then felt like there had to be some kind of move made. And then you had some ABC News staffers, but maybe not even on the show, that were like, how come they're, Upset. you know, yeah. how come nothing's happened to her? And that's you know, also if this somebody you else. Don't know who's you know? like also Jewish and, 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 yeah. and mm-hmm. works there and experiencing that. But Jess, we actually got to wrap up here. Thank you so much for joining us to break all of this down. We really appreciated having your voice and I uh, hope we can have you back on the show soon. All right. Sounds great. Uh, thank you guys very much. Well, after this, if you want to help babies' brains develop, all you need is this one thing. Can America make it work? We get into it next. Could cash actually help babies' brains develop? Well, this is something that a new study has revealed. And guess what? It 
does. And this all happened, it was relating back to the federal government sending monthly checks to parents for up to $300 a child, right? This happened July 15th. It is ended. And it's saying that the direct cash payments, like the tax credit, might have actually altered the neurological development of newborns and families that receive the money. But my thing is, how do you know? Because they're still babies. Unless they're like talking all of a sudden and they're like, you know, the next <laughs> no, this Albert is how Einstein. They do. Well, they do it. They don't do it based on them talking. They do it based on seeing frequencies in their brain activity. So babies in houses, according to the study, getting more money show more high frequency or fast brain activity than babies in houses getting less money. But babies don't have that same societal like understanding until they're taught. No, it's, it's not that. It's that when they're just happier babies because. Is that the environment, yeah, the stress and all that, and like what maybe what they're eating, what's around them, yeah, every it's all related back to the support system around them in the wow. household. Who knew a happy family would make your children happy? What? Too? what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I just find that uh, really interesting, and it's important to show one the need for. We talk about the, uh, the child tax credit, the ta- not the, just the child child tax credit, but the monthly income. What's uh, the monthly if you had a standard basic in- income, right, where everyone could get a certain amount uh, that handles your minimum needs. And so, you know, you're always having things like food and housing and healthcare taken care of. Right. And really how it can change our happiness, our mental well-being and ultimately impact children in the next generation. Right. With these tax credits getting taken away, we're going to see the highest amount of um, child poverty we've seen in years. How are we okay with this? I don't know. I mean, to be honest, Every time I feel like we you pose that question of like, how are we okay with this or how how are we letting this happen? It's because people don't think about it. It's not impacting them. The politicians, they're doing their jobs. They're getting paid. You know, if they are politicians who have earned some sort of celebrity, they're earning way more than they probably ever earned. And so they're not caring really about their constituents in the ways of like understanding that this, this type of research is really impactful. Like, because then we would see all types of other things happen when it comes to gun reform. We would see all of these other dominoes be affected because of a, an understanding of what just giving people their basic needs could do for the future of, you know, society. And People aren't seeing that. People, I don't I don't know if in our time we will see politicians understand that in the sense where they will make the right decisions and, and create a place and in, in, in space for everyone to to just have the bare minimum, to be able mm-hmm. to live and not stress out because they don't they can't, you know, afford it. Yeah, and it goes back to the tropes of, oh, people are gonna be lazy and not take jobs because of these tax credits. And a lot of times it's like more no, it's continuing to help with the basics that they weren't even able to afford. Yeah. Well, that uh that's that for that study. And let us know what you think at LGT show is where you can find us on social media, but hopefully someone does something with this and makes some action here in the country. I mean I, so, I mean money you should see how money does to me. I'm like a very much a happy you're a baby. Better person. I am a happy baby for sure. <laughs> We are back and more music coming up on Channel Q. Right now we've got more show. I 
got you, babe. Oh, things. I know. No, I was singing the song. <laughs> That's just the lyrics. I'm not talking to you exactly. Of course. Okay. You need to be obvious about it. <laughs> Why are you we playing this song? You can fake things sometimes. Well, it was made famous in that old 1989 film called Groundhog Day. It was Groundhog oh. Day 89? 1989, yeah. That or was long it 90? Ago? Yeah. I- yeah. You wow. know, producer Justin, this is his moment to give I us know. the facts. So tell us more. I mean, Groundhog Day, obviously starring Bill Murray, Andy you know, McDowell, I, man I've stuck in his own time movie. loop. Oh, it is so a classic. So good. You I should see it. Never you should watch it. it. I know, I should. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. It's date night. Well, you gotta go. watch it on loop then, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> Ugh, if you get, so oh, it's ugly. 1993. 93, was it that long? Oh, yeah. well, of course. I haven't seen that was the Sorry. year I was born. Trivia check. Oh. I was I was the checker. The... Why would you do that to him? Why would you, do you just... just need to make sure we need to get our facts well, right here? Up with you came up the fact that just, producer Justin should be like well, you know able sometimes to we, we all got oh I thought that he was our fact checker. Sometimes even fact checkers need help. Yep. Wow. <laughs> well, Fine. yes, I'm a big fan of that movie too. And the reason why we bring it up is today is Groundhog's Day, and guess what? Mm. Six more weeks of winter is on the way. Not that in LA it would matter. I was about to say, why does that's not even news for us? Um, yes, I always still like, yeah, like the yeah, whole thing yeah. is really strange. The whole thing of seeing the groundhog, seeing its I've shadow, never seen a groundhog, and the one that normally I think launches Groundhog's Day, he died. He died the day well, before. Like you know, because he always they always have a ceremony where yeah. he like chews the little that's, yeah, uh, that's thing, it. and he literally died. And they find because a new one. Guess what? He wanted out of this damn simulation, just like the rest of us. <laughs> There's no more repeating this. He's like, I can't repeat another time of this. I gotta die. Yep. And he did. <laughs> R.I.P. He didn't like being used for these games us humans play. Well, yes. Uh, today I woke up and I said to myself, I'm cold. It is cold outside. And then I said, this is not cold to, compared to many other places right now. Sending a lot of good vibes to everyone on the east coast by the way girl get into the news what's coming up on the that was the news there's a storm in the east coast and it's groundhog's day plus let's get into some more south dakota lawmakers have sent an anti-transgender sports bill to the governor and have advanced a bill to limit trans students access to restrooms and changing rooms the action comes a few days after governor christy noem's chief of staff likened trans students to terrorists of course lgbtq rights groups are condemning the actions most proponents of such legislation can't cite a single instance of trans athletes causing a problem in their state. And the South Dakota High School Activities Association has approved only one trans youth to compete in interscholastic sports over the past decade. And yet, this is the biggest issue that we've seen in our lives right now of this generation. (laughs) Just wild. Uh, And Democratic Senator Ben Ray Lujan, who recently suffered a stroke, will be back in the Senate in four to six weeks. If the New Mexico Democrat is back in Washington in that time frame, Democrats will likely be able to proceed with their current plans for a vetting process and confirmation of President Biden's forthcoming Supreme Court nominee. So we hope he gets well quickly and that the proceedings happen also very quickly so uh, we can get that Supreme Court nominee in. Right. No issues. No slowdown. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh, oh my God. Issa Rae. She is doing something so cool. I'm obsessed with her. She is giving fans a chance for a romantic stay at her South Los Angeles home over Valentine's Day weekend. It's time for the Tea Report. Wow. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So she is teaming up with Airbnb. 
Um, basically, the insecure and awkward black girl star and creator even curated an itinerary for the lucky guests. Bookings will be open on February 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern uh, for one stay at 50, uh, $56 a night from Saturday, February 12th to Valentine's Day on February 14th. Um, basically, Issa revealed that the idea was to spotlight L.A.'s black culture. Um, referring to herself as a proud South LA native. She said, I'm inviting guests to spend a weekend in my hometown to experience the culture, businesses, and communities that influence my storytelling on screen. She said, I can't wait to show guests all the things that make Black LA so special firsthand. She says, the streets, the sights, the sounds of my hometown have long been a main character in my creative work. She said, I hope you come to appreciate my community's rich history and its many contributions to Los Angeles. And here's the ding, ding, ding moment. Mm. Issa Rae said that the guests would get to virtually chat with her during their stay. Cute. So, they're staying at her house or just in, in South LA? Why are you asking all the details and Because, like, you know what? I think it's really fun. I just, like, yeah, I can't imagine. Imagine having some strangers in your house and fans and people knowing where you live. Obviously, this is just a team up with Airbnb. Probably. And they're just I like... hope she's getting paid a lot of money for this if they are staying in her house. <laughs> That's a security risk. But anyway. I'm so sorry that <laughs> Sheer just ruined the fantasy. Uh, but no, I love this idea. I think Issa Rae always finds really creative ways of highlighting where she's from, her community, and uh, why you know it's so special, especially because the Super Bowl is happening that same week. Mm. And I think when you're talking about it, there's been really interesting conversation around the Super Bowl, gentrification, and coming into communities um, where it, like things like that really like ends up shifting people out that have grown up there and lived there forever. And I think she always finds a way to have these conversations, highlight the specialness of the communities, and do it in a creative, fun way. Definitely. I love Issa so much. Mm -hmm. That's your team report. we got more coming up next hour. Okay, after this, the health harm of a popular sleep aid. You're not going to want to miss this because I bet you a lot of people, a lot of you take this, okay? So stick around for that conversation with Dr. James Simmons next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, we are back. And, you know, a lot of people are using melatonin for sleep these days. Who? Like, uh, who are these people? A lot. I mean, when like you hear about people? people that have, no, all ages. Well, obviously, to a certain point. <laughs> like, like, I would say 18 plus. using melatonin? Um, and you're using it to sleep. But a lot of experts are saying there are potential health harms. And mm. joining us right now is Dr. James Simmons to dive in. Thank you, Dr. James, for joining us. Now, don't you go being ageist. 
Ryan. Your day will come when you can't <laughs> sleep either. Be, that's not being ageist at all because isn't melatonin for a certain demographic? I think that's an actual genuine valid question. How about you answer it? It is not for a specific demographic. It is generally used for people who are having trouble sleeping, particularly people who are having trouble falling asleep. We mm. actually give melatonin to kiddos, but oh. in smaller doses. Yeah, so it's for it's for lots of folks, but here's the rub. Here's I guess kind I've of only the seen it like when you're like, I've only seen it on TV where people like, you know, like on Sex in the City or like, you know, on TV shows where like older, like, you know, people in their 30s or 40s or 50s are taking it. So you think, oh, well, there's no, like, they're not taking melatonin and, and euphoria. They're taking other hard drugs. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a totally different conversation, right? Like, what's going on in euphoria? Because that is wild. Wild. Yep. But you know, this uh, this melatonin is really interesting because wow. it it didn't have a ton of popularity until, I guess, in the last like five years or so. And hmm. it is a naturally occurring hormone in our body. Our body makes melatonin, not to be confused with melanin, and melatonin, a hormone, is a big part of our circadian rhythms and a part of our like sleep-wake cycle. And for whatever reason, whatever you're doing, whatever age you are, all of those different things, a lot of us, particularly here in the United States, we just are not sleeping very well. Yeah. Uh, add a pandemic onto that, add crazy, you know, working at home, staring at computers all day, all those different things. And so sales of melatonin over the counter have skyrocketed. But the problem is it's not really regulated very well and people are taking too much of it. Oh, really? So, yeah, let's get into the side effects or why oh, experts wow. are saying that it's harmful. Yeah, so the part of the problem is, you know, a lot of times, so people think that some because something's natural, it's inherently healthy, yeah. right? Like, oh, this thing is natural, so it's just it's good for me no matter what, in no matter in any dose, which is definitely not true. So, you know, I, I caution a little bit when I say this, but things that are given that are over the counter, so like um, there's other types of hormones, um, you know, homeopathic therapies, vitamins, those types of things that are over the counter are not regulated by the FDA. So the melatonin on the shelf at Walgreens, the, the one that you grab, the one right next to it, might have a completely different amount of actual yeah. melatonin in it. It might even have other chemicals, other substances in it. It might say that it has 10 milligrams of melatonin per capsule, but they might actually have 25 because they want to tell that theirs works better than somebody else. Like, who knows? These things aren't really regulated. And so that's the issue. Your, your body only needs a certain amount of melatonin. And if it gets too much, it's toxic to your body, just like anything in too high of a dose. So what happens when your body does get used to taking melatonin, but, you know, you, I guess, stop taking it? Does it, is it harder for your body to kind of get back to like sleep on its, like by itself without any medicine? So that can be sort of an issue with any sleep aids. Um, also with melatonin, you know, what a lot of people start, what happens in melatonin is that people will take it, it will work really well for them. They'll fall asleep, but then they wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And so they start taking larger doses of melatonin in order to try to keep themselves asleep longer. I always go back to, if you feel like you're needing for more than two nights a week, 
in any subsequent weeks. If you feel like you're needing something to help you sleep, we got to dial back. We got to pull it back a little bit and look at the bigger picture of what's going on. You know, a lot of our circadian rhythms and the ways that we sleep and our health and all of that is much less about a substance in our body and much more about our sleep hygiene, hygiene and what we're doing to our brain. So if we're receiving light, including blue light from the screens of our phones, I don't care if it's in dark mode or not, any sort of those LED spectrum lights, throw off your melatonin levels. They also keep telling your brain that it's time to be awake. Mm. So I know there are lots of people, you know, some people that I know and love in my life included who are like, I can't fall asleep without the TV on, but you're not getting good sleep. You're not getting restorative sleep and it is taking you longer to fall asleep because of that. So if you're really having sleep issues, it has much more to do with the environment that you're sleeping in, the activities that you're doing within two hours of going to bed, maintaining a consistent sleep schedule, you know, um, how long you're sleeping. Are you drinking wine before you go to bed? Like all of these different things that are happening really, really impact your sleep schedule. So if you're someone who's like, well, I have to take melatonin every night to sleep, probably a good idea to talk to someone about maybe seeing what other factors in your life are really preventing you from getting that good sleep. Wow. I feel like like, this was very educational. Yeah, it's really important. I'm happy you brought all that stuff up because people are just looking for the quick fix and there's so much other stuff that's happening before you go to bed that's impacting your sleep. Yeah, you can't just watch Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman on Big Little Lies take melatonin and think like anybody can do it. follow those ladies. That's you know. Well, we are having you stick around for us after this because we're getting into another story. Oh my God, and this story's crazy because imagine you literally forgetting 20 years of your life after just going to sleep with a code. Find out how rare this is and could it happen to you coming up next. All right, let's keep this medical talk going like we're on Grey's Anatomy. I'm really enjoying it. I know, it. it's your favorite thing. You no, know, it really is. I honestly, if I had the patience, I would go to medical school. Not really, just joking. But back with us who actually pushed through and did it, Dr. James. Ask the MP is where you can follow him. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. James. Thank you for having me back. So happy to be here. Okay, so let's get into this crazy story um, of this person. I mean, this lady, she's 43. She's a journalist that lives in, I mean, this is ironic, Braintree, Essex. Um, And she actually, she revealed that she went to sleep with the code, what she thought was a code, and she forgot 20 years of her life. And she, I guess it revealed, it turned out that it was a severe brain disease. But when I'm reading this story... I'm like, okay, I'm never taking codes, uh, well, naps again, because I may forget everything. Um, So how rare is this? Is this actually a thing that can happen to a lot of people? Does it happen regularly? Do you you know about this? What is it? I mean, it's insane. Yeah, so encephalitis is what this woman had. And I want to take the power away from the nap. It wasn't her nap. It was actually she had a viral illness that triggered this encephalitis. And encephalitis is long story short, it's just inflammation of the brain. And we get about 10 to 15 cases for every 100,000 people here in the United States every year. So it's not completely uncommon, but it's pretty rare. Encephalitis is really serious, though. Um, It's either caused by one of two things, a viral illness, so an outside virus comes into your body and causes incredible swelling in the brain 
sometimes, and this to me is what is a little bit more scary, it's caused by an autoimmune reaction. Hmm. So something triggers your own immune system to start sort of attacking your own brain and it gets swollen. Interestingly, in encephalitis, her story is very common. People are just like, I just don't feel good. And then they like literally will sometimes like lay down and then like go into a coma. And that's pretty severe. That's a severe case of encephalitis. Some people will have headaches, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, um, so a little bit of memory loss. It won't last very long. And then they're sort of treated and it goes away in like a week or so. And there's other people like this woman who had to be put on mechanical ventilation for 16 days. She was able to come off of it. But when she came off, she had lost 20 years of memories, which is unfortunately pretty common in this disease. Oh, my God. I mean, I have no words. I can't even imagine that happening. What, what's the recovery like from there? So it's, it's really tough because encephalitis is known to impact the temporal lobes of the brain. So the, the parts of the brain on either side of your head, like at your, you know, your temp, what is it? Your, I just lost it. Right on the, like above your ears, essentially. And temples. so those, both temples. of those temples, there you go. Yes, both I, of those thank areas. Thank you, Mary. It's great talk. Um, yeah, Ryan um, got that first. Ding, ding. <laughs> you win a point. Nah, I also, mean, producer Justin. I mean, Ryan's going to go to nursing school or medical school, so I love it, right? Hey. Um, you're you're already half, halfway there, Ryan. Yeah, just so to prove I'm good those, at something else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> those areas are um, definitely known for holding our memories. Mm. And so that part of the brain gets really impacted by encephalitis. So it is not uncommon at all for people to have some measure of memory loss. And it's not linear memory loss. Some people will remember certain things, but completely forget other things. The case of this woman, you know, from this story that we're talking about, this was really wild. I mean, she like completely forgot everything from the last 20 years, which is really intense. But like I said, it's actually not all that uncommon for people who've had severe cases of encephalitis. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, one of the things we actually talked about with like all, like seven things you shouldn't Google like on Google, like on the internet is obviously your symptoms. And so if someone is like, you know, looking into like, oh, I'm not feeling well, what would you recommend them do? Obviously go to their doctor, but like the last thing, right, do doctors actually recommend you looking up your symptoms online? Like that's not a good thing. I mean, it's, <laughs> I go back and forth with this because the internet is such an incredible resource for everyone, right? And I, I'm a big, I'm part of why I do what I do with y'all every week. Like I'm a big, believer in sharing knowledge, right? Like just because I went to school and did all this doesn't mean I should keep all this knowledge inside of me. Like I want to share it with everyone because we're all pretty smart people and we can figure these things out. So I'm on the flip side, you know, a lot of times when you Google your symptoms, you, you always end up, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die tomorrow. Right. So know that there's a balance, know that you get the extremes online, but know that there's some pretty big things like listen to your body. A fever, a light cough, a little bit of a runny nose, that's one thing. But if you're having, like, the worst headache of your life, incredible sensitivity to light or sound, uh -huh. in particular, if the back of your neck is really stiff for no reason, uh -huh. like you didn't sleep funny, you, didn't, or you weren't in a car accident the day before, you weren't at a wrestling tournament, like, whatever, your neck is just really stiff for no reason. Also, double vision. Uh, hearing loss or changes in hearing, tinnitus, things like that. Stuff like that is stuff you need to pay attention to because your body, particularly your brain, is saying something's wrong. And the sooner you can get something like this checked out and diagnosed and treated, always the better. 
Okay, well, that was Dr. James Simmons. Thank you so much for being with yeah. us. That's very scary. This whole thing sounds like a lottery that you don't want to win. Like, you don't want to be that one person yes. to have this. Egg, exactly. Yeah, yes, very wow. good. <laughs> you don't want this. All right. Well, thank you. As always, at Ask the NP is where you can find everything he does on Instagram. So what's coming up next, uh, Ryan? Oh, you want me to tease again? Okay, I can do that. Well, we got more show coming up next, of course. I actually know. All right, I'm going to do it. Uh, are you sure? Yes. A homeless woman <laughs> who works full-time has gotten a lot of support after this viral Please. video on TikTok, which actually exemplifies the issue we're having here in this country, the fact that someone works full-time and is homeless. We're going to get into that next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. A 22-year-old woman is going viral on TikTok after she shared the realities of working a full-time job and living out of her car. Yeah, this person um, is a Home Depot employee, Aaliyah, and uh, she's OC Leah on TikTok. She posted this video where she just has texts and saying she works a 40-hour week. She takes showers at Planet Fitness, brushing her hair and teeth in a local place with early opening hours, lives in her car, and said, people wonder why you're always so tired and barely smile. And that is why. And it really brings up the sad realities of our current state, right, of where we're at including in this country, where you just hear so many stories of this where people are working full-time jobs. It's not like, oh, you're not working, and so this is the result. You are working. You're trying your hardest. You're doing what everyone has said for you to do to be, quote-unquote, successful or live a happy life, and yet you're still in a place where you can't even afford housing. Like it's um it's very sad yeah. that we keep seeing stories like this but I mean as we as we say every time we cover a story like this it's just like are we ever going to really see change happen you know and um it's just very very difficult because you're trying to do whatever everything that you possibly can um to yeah. survive and you're trying to do the right thing um which is why some and I I don't know if I should say this but it's like also, I sometimes understand why people have to resort to crime because you when you can make money quicker in ways that are like not harmful if they're like, you know, like not killing anyone. But like when people like steal things like steal food and they go to like and they're like stealing like certain things, it's like, well, it's because they're just trying to make a living or they're trying yeah. to resell these things because they are like trying to like make livings for themselves and make money on themselves from like black markets or doing it on the on the streets like mm-hmm. this. That's a real thing. That's yeah. a, that's a that's a situation that a lot of people don't want to talk about when it comes to like why sometimes crime is rising. It's because guess what? They're they're not afforded any op- op- other opportunity to be able to like make enough money for them to be be able to live and so they're going in and taking all these thousands worth of things because guess what they can go sell it that that's their food that's going to be on their plate the next that's day or that same night. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's a very real situation that a lot of people don't want to talk about. When people's lives are being threatened, they're barely surviving, right? Yeah, yeah. they will resort to things that are crazy and illegal, right? Yeah, and that's and what, unfortunate. And what can you do? Like what you, I mean, we see reports people, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, they, they complain about it and then they, you know, they they try to, you know, do like GoFundMes and things like that. But it's just like this, there needs to be an actual structural like change in conversation so people aren't doing this. Like companies either need to pay people more. I mean, society needs to be able to afford people to, to have better wages and jobs. And just it's, be able to take care of their minimums. Once yeah. again, universal income, right? Yeah. Like, that's why that happens, universal monthly income. Well, yeah. thankfully, you know, Home Depot, because of this video um, and it getting shared, Home Depot has this Homer Fund, which provides financial assistance to associates facing unexpected hardships. Because of that, she found out about it, that they gave her an apartment for a short period of time. Again, uh, great. But, you know, if you have employees, again, where this is like a, a consistent thing, it's not just one hardship, but this is their lives where they And a TikTok video should not have that. been the reason why that she's getting all this. They should know when it comes to their employees knowing what's going on. And that also speaks to a larger thing of like you just having folks come work for you and you not caring about what's happening after hours and what's going on in their lives. Yeah, where are you living? But then the fear is if you need a job and you are unhoused and you're looking to put your life together, if that becomes a flag to not get the job, people might lie, right? Saying they live somewhere. So I think that we need to have honest conversations about these things and be there to try to get, you know, get people on their feet. If people are hardworking and they're Good people. Who's doing that? Who's lying? People do say they live places that they don't because they need to show housing when they don't have housing. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's very true, yeah. yeah. So hopefully something's done. This, again, you work at a big company like a Home Depot. Check on your team members. See if they're okay. Yeah. What yeah. can be done? Is there a little bit that can happen that can really change someone's life? You know that show? I don't know if it's on CNBC where the boss um, ends up going undercover it's undercover boss that's it <laughs> I was literally um, about to say it it's that is such an, an amazing show to watch because always the boss says wow like they are even somewhat disgusted at how their employees are treated yeah. or about what really goes down and how people's like livelihoods they are literally giving up their lives for these their companies and what they're getting in return a lot of times the bosses will end up giving obviously promotions will create a path towards them growing and yeah that like but we shouldn't ha have to get to that point of being undercover boss to make a change once again the empathy and compassion should be able to happen without that but <laughs> Coming up next, we've got What's Trending This Hour. Joe Rogan just cost Spotify another famous podcast. That and more next. Are you ready to go there? I'm always ready to go there. What are you talking about? Because guess what? What? We are working a nine to five. Is there a song? Oh, there it goes. There was a bit of... I. So I have these uh, headphones that have some issues here. And I heard a break and I was like, what? I can't do it anymore. Why are you playing 9 to 5 right now? Well, <laughs> our queen, Dolly Parton, she has been one of the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the class of 2022. Yeah, wow. she deserves. But my, that's interesting. So is there not like a hall of like, uh, like a... Hall of Fame, like country, country Hall of Fame? I believe there is a country Hall of Fame. It's called the Grand Old Opry, isn't it? Uh, well, oh yeah, yeah I guess. I should know I'm that. I'm from now. Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, why would she be in the uh, the Rock Hall of Fame? I mean, I mean some poppy yeah, songs. She has a, uh, yeah, she's a rock. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I mean, they're having Eminem as a nominee. <laughs> I mean, so. Remember I also... Jay-Z's in, Jay in the Rock of Fame. Well, yeah, yeah it's because they don't have a hip-hop Hall of Fame yet. Um, but... Great way to know. Also, <laughs> also, she might have written some songs. She's a writer and producer, so Very also much so. she, you know. What's the most famous song she wrote? 
She wrote Nine to Five. Yeah. Like, so what's the most famous song that she wrote? That everyone knows it's a classic and someone else blew it up and made it. Oh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Ding, ding, ding. I was actually surprised my re- my memory recall worked at that time. The Good coffee job. must be working today. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> Woo, all right. I'm definitely going to be going after that Jeopardy slot, you know, mm-hmm. after that. Okay, a lot coming up on the show today. We're actually getting into the new jobs report with the Washington Post. Um, what numbers came out and what jobs are available for all of us? That's actually my favorite thing that we do at the top of the hour. We got to keep doing that. Justin. Yes, I know. Thank you. It mixes it up. We no, appreciate it. No. Oh, you were saying thank you to him? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought you were you. saying taking his thank you. You're when welcome. I, I gave him his compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and <laughs> we're also going to be uh, getting into. Uh, a story about a uh, dying wife's last wish. And would you be able to do this? If you had a partner who asked for this, would you say yes? We're going to get into that later this hour as well, because it is a really crazy story. Uh, but first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy signs a new bill into law which repeals an old statute that criminalized sexual penetration by people living with HIV and other sexually transmitted infection. Uh, The bill also requires that in cases that do result in prosecutions for endangering another, the identities of both parties be kept confidential. Now, this is a huge win for the HIV community's fight for decriminalization nationwide, and advocates are applauding Murphy for pushing the bill through. So, yes, in New Jersey, it is decriminalized sexual activity by people living with HIV. Congrats. That is really important. Now, the Army is starting to kick soldiers out who refuse the COVID-19 vaccine. They said they will do it immediately. Uh, boot soldiers who refuse to comply with the Pentagon's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, the so-called involuntary separation directive. That's intense. Announced by the Secretary of the Army would apply to the regular Army, the Army National Guard, and members of the U.S. Army Reserve serving on active duty for more than 30 days. Which is surprising considered that it didn't pass the Supreme Court, right? A mandate, but they're keeping this internally. And finally, some sad news coming out of uh, London. Uh, gang men had threatened to stab a gay man and trans woman in a viral TikTok that was, wow. yeah, it was caught on camera. And police are trying to identify the group of men that were recorded on video making homophobic and transphobic threats to a gay man and a trans woman at a fast food restaurant in London last month. The news service reporters uh, reports that no arrests have been made yet. And BBC says that uh, the person said he was afraid that he would have been attacked during the incident. He explained the men began yelling at them from the street while they were in the restaurant waiting on their food, which is just so horrible. And that was so much trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Well, the backlash over Spotify's ongoing support of COVID-19 misinformation peddler Joe Rogan continues to, I mean, happen because another major podcast host for the streaming platform has announced that she will pull our show from the network. It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. So, I don't know about y'all, and I don't know who her audience is, if I'm being honest. Mary L. Trump, the niece of disgraced former President uh, Donald Trump and host of The Mary Trump Show, announced on Tuesday that she would remove her show from Spotify. Um, You know, now Trump specifically cited Joe Rogan and his campaign of misinformation about COVID-19 as the reason. Um, And Trump's show uh, basically will still stream on Apple Podcasts and Audible. You know what, uh, Miss Mary, you may have an audience, but 
The most famous <laughs> podcast? I don't know if you are that girl um, that people are looking to listen to. And for me, I never liked her, even if she was trying to come out on the right side of history. Um, it just always felt like weird. It was one of those things where I was like, I know Trump is the worst and you want to speak out against him, but like also like, I'm, I'm not trusting my no family member who ever comes out trying to tell secrets about me. Like, girl, mm. that's weird. That's even, loyalty. That's even if you're weird. a horrible person, she's trying to save the America. But how is she? I, 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 she has not proven to me that she's not a horrible person either. Oh. It just feels like it's a horrible a, person a, trying a, to take down another horrible lack person. Lack of trust there. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, she's tweeted this and she cited that, of course, it's because of, you know, she said thank you to Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, um, for their courage in leading the way. Um, but girl, thanks for this. But I wasn't listening to your podcast anyway. Well, you know who has pulled their podcast or put it on hiatus? That's a big one. Brene Brown. So she won't release new <gasps> episodes that of her Spotify podcast until further notice. Yeah. Because of everything happening. Yeah, Brene Brown. That's a pretty that's big a, one. That's a big, now that's a big one. Yep. Um, but that is your T report. We got more coming up next hour. Um, uh, stick around for that. Yeah, you know, well, they could always come to Odyssey, where we have our podcast. Let's go there, Cheer and Ryan, if you're wondering. Ooh. The Odyssey app. Ooh. Download it now Ooh. for our live stream Ooh. show, our podcast, and all of our stations across the country it's and like you're podcasts good at this as well. Or something. No. Look at you. I've been talking about it for a while. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, coming up next, the jobs report is out. The latest news and what jobs you might be uh, wanting to get since they are open. That's next. Well, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, a lot of people are leaving their jobs still. I mean, record numbers. And there's more job openings than ever before. I don't think we've ever seen this, at least in our lives. That's for sure. And joining us to share more is Heather Long, economic columnist at The Washington Post, to dive in. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. So according to the report, you know, some 4.3 million people quit or changed jobs in, de- in December. Uh, that's a record level, even though it was down from November. Employers reported some 10.9 million job openings. Wild. I mean, is, is this the first time we've really seen this where there's that, uh, I guess, it feels like on both sides, there's major issues in a crisis happening? Yeah, it's definitely a highly unusual time. The good news is it's a really good time to be a worker or a job seeker. Uh, We had a record number of people quit their jobs last year. So over 47 million people quit. Uh, We've just never seen anything like that before. The closest was in 2019 when uh, just over 42 million quit. So you can see just how much growth there was last year. On the job opening side that you mentioned, you mentioned that 10.9 million job openings. That's close to the record high that was set earlier just a couple of months ago. Um, But another way to look at it is there are almost two uh, job openings for every unemployed person in America right now. So obviously, that doesn't mean that the unemployed people live exactly where the job openings are, that they want to work in the exact industry where the job openings are. So I don't want to be flippant about it. But I think that that just shows you how much power job seekers have and, and how much power current workers have. There was also a record low in December of people getting fired, being laid off. So employers are very hesitant to let anybody go right now. 
Yeah, which I wonder, does that mean that, uh, you know, workers have more of a leverage to ask for more money? Because uh, what another report coming from The Washington Post talked about rents are up more than 30 percent in some cities, forcing millions to find another place to live. And I would think, okay, well, if workers are our employers are not wanting workers to quit. They would pay them more so they can also, you know, afford to deal with inflation that's plaguing this country in the middle of this pandemic. Are we seeing that as well? Yeah, you're spot on. Obviously, this is on everyone's minds. A lot of people are incredibly worried about rising prices, as they should be. You went right to the heart of it. Rent is usually the biggest uh, expense that most people have every month in their budget. And what we're seeing is the good news is the biggest wage gains are going to the the folks who normally get paid the least. So people who make under $15 an hour in the United States uh, have seen the biggest wage increases in the past year. Uh, Their wages are running slightly above inflation. Uh, But obviously, it's really hard to find an apartment to afford when you're earning 15 Mm -hmm. an hour. I think the big question for 2022 is, are we going to see those wage increases happening in the $20 an hour range? Mm -hmm. Um, So I recently wrote a lot about a lot of manufacturing workers who are also quitting. A lot of these people earn, you know, 20 to $25, which is a not terrible rate. That's sort of, you know, middle class to lower middle class pay range. But they are just not seeing their pay is not keeping up with those cost increases right now. So they are frustrated and you are seeing more strikes. You are seeing more walkouts. You are seeing more quitting because of it. Are there industries where people are definitely feeling like they want to work or that are giving employees fair wages and that seem to be the hot industries? Yeah, well, I think it's not so much an industry as it is a type of work. There's overwhelming demand. It won't surprise probably anyone to hear this for remote work, mm-hmm. remote work or flexible jobs. So I've even talked to people who've left, say, a manufacturing shift work where you have to go in for eight or 10 hour shifts in order to take a job, even in retail, that may not pay as much because they need flexibility. You know, they need yeah. to be able to. Uh, at the moment, if their child's daycare closes, to be able to leave and go handle that, or they need to be able to not be scheduled to work six you know, or seven days a week next week. And so um, you know, that's the overwhelming. And if you talk to the, the sites like Indeed or Monster or these job search sites, they will tell you that the first thing people look for, the job must pay over 15 an hour. And the second thing they look for is if possible, can it be a remote work job? Yeah, and we're wrapping up with Heather Long, who is an economic columnist at The Washington Post. And I guess as we wrap this conversation up, what should the Biden administration be looking into? What should they be kind of focused on with, you know, reports like these coming out and, and inflation not seeming like it's going down anytime soon? What should they be thinking about as a priority right now? Yeah, it's obviously really tricky. All of this is impacting President Biden's approval rating. It's a big part of the story about why that's tanking. I think you've started to finally see a little bit of a messaging shift. The president's sort of starting to say, acknowledge that he he feels people's pain Mm -hmm. and that they are trying to do things around the edges to make the supply chain a little bit better. Um, You know, what they really need to do is get a win here. So they weren't able to pass the voting rights bill. You know, hopefully something will be salvaged from the bipartisan efforts on the economic side. 
this Build Back Better plan that was supposed to help lower child care costs and supposed to uh, continue those child tax credit payments that helped a lot of low-income families last year. You know, that bill is moving nowhere right now. So I think there's a lot of pressure on them to, can they get any deal done, uh, show any movement? And that would be a big help if they could just get a win on something. Definitely. Well, that was Heather Long again from The Washington Post. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Okay, so coming up, we're going to pivot real quick because what if your lover had one last dying wish? Would you, you know, be okay with whatever is on the table? Well, we're going to give you an example that may have you question a lot of things coming up next. Okay, so if you, you know, had a partner and they were dying, sad one, um, but if they had one last wish and... It was anything. Anything's on the table. Would you let them do it? I want you to think about this while we tell you about this story. Because mm-hmm. posting on a relationship advice subreddit, the husband, um, of which I guess he has, uh, his wife is dying. She expressed that she had a specific wish. Mm-hmm. She wanted to sleep with her ex. She just wanted- <laughs> yeah, that, that's surprising. <laughs> and to begin with, he explained how he was destroyed that his wife of 10 years has a terminal disease and expecting to live. Um, is expected to live at most nine months. Uh, he says, I don't remember life without her and I don't know what I'm going to do when she's going. Mm. I've been doing my best to make the last days of her life good and grant whatever wish I can. Now, <laughs> he continues on telling, you know, obviously how sad he is. And he said, okay, after he provided the context, he got to the crux of the problem. He said, recently she sat me down and told me that one of the last things she wanted to do one of the last was have sex with a previous partner for hers. Uh, he said, I, of course, was shocked. And when I asked why the F she wants that, the response is pretty brutal, as he revealed. So basically, she thinks that her most physical, physically compatible, satisfying lover was him. Mm. She gave a whole monologue about how sex sometimes is just physical and how emotionally fulfilling sex is with me. But it was BS to get to that point. Wow, that could be a lot to take in. <laughs> But my right. thing is, if you, he, this man literally said he tried to do whatever he I can know. to make her lie, her last days happy. You think he's just going to take one for the team and let her get her back blown out? <laughs> no, that was very descriptive. I, I mean, mean, the question is, like, just because she wants to do it doesn't mean this other person's going to want to. He, he might... is most, because you don't tell someone. What do you mean? You, you don't, don't tell, tell someone that you're dying. You just be like, hit him back up and be like, hey, what's up? No, I think that this person would probably know. I'm assuming she's being very honest about things in her life. It seems very brutally honest. And so, once again, she probably was asking. And maybe she already had the text conversation. Maybe, the, you know, her ex knows that she's sick. They've been flirting a bunch or just having that reconnecting and, and thinking about the old times, right? There is a brilliant podcast that I would recommend. If oh, you yes. Bring it up. Yeah. It. Nikki Boyer, uh, she's a host. Um, her and Shira know each other. They she was actually around. on Let's Go There to talk about this podcast. Oh, that's actually true. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. It's called yeah. uh, Dying for Sex. And basically, it's her, um, her and her friend. Her friend was actually terminally dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And she actually sat down in her last moments with her one-on-one. And her friend was telling her about the like sexual experiences yes. that she was having even while she was dying like she was hooking up with guys she was experiencing sex in ways she had never experienced it and it's like such a beautiful like I mean like 
uh, interactive kind of like podcast where it really just takes you into the lives of this this woman. It's kind of like a This American Lifestyle yeah. where you really get a sense of like, the, like you'll hear, you know, when they talk about going to a bar, you'll hear the clinking of the drinks and like yeah. you, it brings you there. But the whole thing is it really shows that you just think because someone's terminally ill and very sick, like they don't think about those things, but they, you know, you do. Yes. And for her, she actually divorced her uh, her husband during that time. She sure did. And so it's not surprising that this person would want to do this. I think that you kind of do need to let your person do what they need to do. Yeah, I think he should just let her I think sleep it's, it's with hard, him. It's hard to probably hear hear it but in the end it's like okay is this really going to be the biggest thing like that bothers you when you're not going to have this person in your life yeah, anymore you're not even going right? to think about it let her get into her like yeah she had the best sex that she had with him and she had <laughs> emotional sex with you and i think both are very valid but yeah. like also that would probably hurt my partner if i told him like because what yeah, is that is yeah. that is it hurting your partner is it hurting them because it's an ego thing because it's a, i feel like men are like straight men cis hetero men specifically I feel like they they like really weigh a lot of like their like the idea of like their ego on like pleasure. Uh, I think women. even on the other side, if if my partner said that to me, it might be very surprising and kind of like okay, like I might start thinking about our whole life and our relationship. Were you thinking about this person and like that that could I hurt? I, but I've heard I've listened to like you know Armchair Expert and Dax Shepard. He talks about how like the the main thing a guy wants to know if a girl cheats on them is like how you know big the guy's penis is mm-hmm. and then like what did they like you know how, did they make them orgasm and then like guys think about that because that's their big thing. Well, right? yeah, guys are a bit and this is a bit of an umbrella statement, but even according to my partner. Uh, a bit less emotionally charged about it, right? And so for women, it is a bit of a more, more emotional connection, which is why I think that it but would be But not this one. She just want to have sex to have sex. And I think she should be allowed to do that. She's dying. Totally. Totally. Well, really interesting thing. I mean, yes, what we ask for and think about in our last moments. Everyone has something. Is there anything that you would think about? Oh, God. Um, I think that for me, it's just about traveling and being really present and like being with the people I love, to be honest. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about y'all, but that's one of my favorite songs ever. Charlie Puth, Light Switch. And it all started off by a TikTok. I, I knew you were going to say that. I follow a him on TikTok. TikTok. And um, on TikTok, yeah, he'll just take a beat and he'll make like a song there, right? I mean, literally Charlie Puth TikTok. I mean, like TikTok is one of the best TikToks you got to follow. And Light Switch, I am so happy our program director like listen to me and be like, I just wanted us to play this song so bad. I wanted us to add it and he did. It was a surprise. Now it's going to be, is it playing here on Channel Q? Oh, of course it is because Channel Q is a spot to listen to all the hottest new music. Love it. Actually, and a shout out, my friend Courtney Friel who works at KTLA, you know, she was in her rental. She literally, she uh, got her regular car back uh-huh. and she goes, I'm trying to find Channel Q. I just love the music. <gasps> I was loving the music in my that. rental. So thank you, Courtney, and for that. And she loved the show, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, exactly. just, you no. gotta... And our show. Well, she listened to her <laughs> Okay, uh, well, now we're getting into a new study that shows personality traits that could stop uh, be stopping you from losing weight. Oh, God, here's the key to everything. Right. So um, they said it's because of obviously the environment we live in, your genetics, um, but also because of these traits, such as leadership. Those who find it hard to control their impulses may struggle to lose weight as we know, but here are the different personality types. And um, I think this is fat phobic. I mean, yeah. So should we, well, let's talk about no, it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's see. Like, let's see. So um, 
the personalities are often split into five types, neuroticism, extroversion, openness, agreeableness, and conscientiousness. What type of personality trait are you? Hmm. I, I mean, you tell me. You <laughs> work with me every day. I don't want to be... Uh, what a narcissist, neurotic. What is? I don't even know. Narcissist, neuroticist. I don't even know what any of these things mean. Um, I feel okay. like you're a mixture between neurotic and extrovert. Oh, Extroversion. Wow. Yeah. I am kind of actually. Someone today, I was having a meeting earlier, and they the best way to describe they describe me is like you are a very analytical person. Like you just think about everything. You go down the spire, and I'm like, that was so nice of you to say, actually, because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, I could I would you know say the anxiety of it all for sure. Um. And the extrovert is I, here's the thing. I am only a little bit of an extrovert. Yeah. I'm, I mostly really exist in introvert tendencies. Like I don't want to be bothered half the time. People are really shocked by like I can give really high energy but then when I kind of like get into myself people are really shocked by it they think something's like going terribly wrong and I'm like no I'm just very I just want to chill I just want to relax but I can see how this could you know play a part in you know but I'm, I'm comfortable you're with an ambivert guys. Yeah. Yes. So they said open type people tend to be intellectually curious, creative, imaginative, right? Um, then one could speculate. They said that higher openness may prevent excess adiposity through healthier eating habits. So that's someone who wouldn't necessarily be open weight, uh, overweight because of your openness. So low conscientiousness was marked as being a, predict a predictor of this potentially being overweight. This is a fat phobic topic and I don't agree. So it's a study. It's not an opinion. This is a study it's saying a certain traits. <laughs> I kind of love like that that whisper. It's like the ASMR moral compass here. Guess what? <laughs> this is fat phobic and. We are wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes Queen. This one goes to Amira Despain, who is the first black trans model to work with Victoria's Secrets. Yes. I'm kind of like hesitant I know, in celebrating this. Victoria's Secret has not had necessarily a good history. And like Victoria's Secret doesn't even really like exist anymore because of the Savage Fit team. Yeah, like, but they're they trying, are, obviously. But they're, they're not. It's around. never going to work. It's never going to work. Where even else are we going to get cheap underwear? I, I mean, this is a great <laughs> thing. I'm giving her the yes queen, not Victoria's yes, Secret. Yes, exactly. Uh, the model collaborated with Victoria's Secret to make a Valentine's Day TikTok showing users how to enjoy Valentine's Day when they're single. And she tries a bunch of Victoria's Secret items, like a robe and a corset. So she's just living it, living it up. And also, this is a pretty a historic deal. It's not like they like she's not an angel or anything. Um, on her Instagram, she said working with the brand was an honor. As a kid, I only dreamed of being a part of Victoria's Secret. So you know, perhaps this will lead to an angel moment. Boo! I don't even think they have angels anymore. Uh, well, but I guess gorgeous. everyone can be an angel. One thing then. I'm saying, I love a queen who is like making history and doing it in her own way by being her, com her complete self and honestly stunning. But I need Savage Fenty to hop in there and give put her in the next Rihanna show. Yeah, she looks pretty hot. Because, I, and I hope Victoria's Secret paid her nicely. You know, yep, I agree. Reveal the brand deal money. How <laughs> much did they give want. you? Because they only gave you like three fifty. That ain't enough. Well, hopefully, she had some good representation on that one, and it's gotten like over thirty thousand likes on TikTok. So, congrats again to Ooh. Amira to Spain on making history. It is Valentine's Day. Do you have anything special for your partner? It's coming up. I know. Season. I get to plan it out soon. We actually are. We are. We are. We did. No, I had some ideas, but we wow. are going to. We do have a plan to go to Santa Barbara 
um, after Valentine's Day for a few days. So that's our plan together. Say you're a horrible girlfriend without saying you're a horrible girlfriend. <laughs> I actually keep telling him I want to take, I said, let me, I want to take us for like another weekend. He goes, no, we already have plans. So I guess we're both contributing to those plans because okay. he keeps saying, don't make plans. We're doing that. Oh. Okay. Following the lead. Well, just don't be sleeping. Just, you got you to gotta push through. Oh, I'll do some work. You got to get, you... get him something. I'm going to get, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, okay. <laughs> And that's our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. <laughs> and that also does it for our show today. We are back tomorrow, weekdays, live on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, as always, stick around for music. we got What's Training This Hour and the Tea Report yes, and yes. so much more. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or our podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. Now stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris, where he's covering how to break the cycle of people-pleasing next. Bye! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 